Hear the word of God from Jeremiah, chapters 1, verses 4 through 8. The Lord's word came to me. Before I created you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I made you a prophet to the nations. Ah, Lord God, I said, I don't know how to speak because I'm only a child. The Lord responded, don't say I'm only a child. Where I send you, you must go. What I tell you, you must say. Don't be afraid of them, because I'm with you to rescue you, declares the Lord. The word of God for the world. God bless you with discomfort. Discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears. Tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. May God bless you with foolishness. Enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world. claim cannot be done. Morning. A lot of people here. <laughs> but hi, my name is Jack Marantos. I'm a sophomore at Plant and I'm um, a student connector here at Merge. Um, before anybody says anything, yes, I'm not Magrata Vega. He's right there. Um, some people say it's a little better, though, so we're just going to go with it. Um, now, before they kick me off the stage, I'd like to give a testimony. Before I do that, um, I wanted to explain my lisp. I have a little thingy in my mouth. Helps me with my overbite. Been brutal. Um, so when Emily Cooch, the second most important person in our youth group, asked me if I wanted to give testimony, could have looked her dead in the eye and asked if she was deaf, crazy, or both. But I didn't. Um, I've been getting butchered at school, especially when I had to pronounce the Sistine Chapel in my art history class. Um, 
Coach said, no way, zipped up my mouth and been camera number three like last year's Christmas service. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was cowering away from sharing God's message with everyone here, and that's not exactly the move. So here I am today, lisping all, hoping that I made the right decision, and by the end of this testimony, I agree with you too. So uh, let's pray. Dear Lord, may we be grateful for the gifts you have given us and compassionate towards all those who are suffering any kind of distress. May we hold nothing back and be your hands and feet to those in need. Amen. All right. So what is an excuse? It could be saying it's too cold out to mow your lawn, even though we live in Florida. It could be not exactly hitting the gym because it doesn't fit between your Netflix binge and nap time. Um, however one would find an excuse, I think we can all agree that they keep us from doing what God wants us to do. This is a problem I had when deciding if I wanted to go on our 2018 family mission trip to the Bahamas. What if I didn't like the place we were staying at? What if the sleeping situation wasn't great? What if my Instagram picture didn't get enough likes? Last one was a joke. My Instagram picture blew up. But <laughs> I was coming up with so many excuses on why I shouldn't or couldn't go. It was kind of crazy. Then I realized a couple of things. Like the scripture from Jeremiah today says, we can't make excuses because they keep us from spreading God's love. We're not too young or too small to spread the word of God, and God wants us to realize that. I would like to reference the four blessings from the video today. Tears, discomfort, anger, and foolishness. Sometimes tears are necessary for change to be made. When millions of teens across the country came together following the tragic events of the Parkland shootings, it showed that they were able to turn their tears into passion, and that passion unified them in the fight against gun violence. Am I saying that Parkland was necessary or should have happened? Absolutely not, but the way the community came together definitely made it easier to grieve. This applies to so much more than that as well. As a church, we decided we couldn't go to Nicaragua because of the civil unrest, but we couldn't sit back and not seize the opportunity to help another church in need. So we found a little church in Nassau called St. Michael's, and we decided to go there. We had a great time doing VBS with the kids and helping them build a missionary house. Now, you don't go on a mission trip if you're looking for a fun little getaway for you and the kids. Discomfort could be a huge problem for some. My back isn't what it used to be here. I'd be listening to Wednesday yoga group, and I need my yoga. These are some excuses people could conjure up in their head of why they aren't able to go on our mission trips. Heck, I was even iffy on the subject, but it wasn't bad at all. By the time we got back to, by the time we got back to go to sleep, we were so tired, you could have given us cinder blocks, and we would have been out like a light. The memories and good feelings we got from helping others in need definitely was definitely worth a semi-uncomfortable bed. Now, why did I go on the mission trip? Well, for one, all the cool youth group kids were doing it, so I decided to hop on the bandwagon. But also, I wanted to strengthen my relationship with God. Now, while the first one was a joke, because I am the cool youth group kid, <laughs> this, uh, the second part wasn't. A lot, of, a lot of the decision on going on a mission trip was being able to fully trust God and knowing that he'll keep me safe. While in the Bahamas, my friend and absolute homie for four years, Alex Warner, caught a pretty gnarly, stum gnarly stomach thing, and he was gone for the day. It was pretty tough to watch him near that close to go down like that, but the next day he was fine, and we got right back to work. It shows that God's definitely going to test us, but in the end, he's going to keep us safe. Changing the world will take some hard work and just a little bit of anger. I'm just saying that if you're going on a mission trip, you should have the mentality that one person can change the world, and that one person is you. I'll give you an example. 
Baseball was a segregated sport until a speedster with a good swing and a great glove named Jack Roosevelt Robinson signed a one-year, $5,000 deal with the then Brooklyn Dodgers. He went on to hit 311 with 137 career home runs and 734 runs batted in. If anybody in here really isn't into baseball that much, we're just going to say those numbers are really good. But nobody wanted to play with him. They saw his skin color and refused to see him as the ball player he actually was. In spring training in 1947, his own team signed a petition saying that they refused to play with him. They didn't want to share a ball field with him. They didn't want to share a hotel with him. And they sure didn't want to share a locker room with him. The man was being publicly criticized because he wasn't the right skin color. He received multiple death threats, but these didn't stop him from accomplishing his goal. He wanted to show everyone that he was just as good as the other white dudes, and there were hundreds of other African Americans in the Negro Leagues waiting to get the opportunity they deserved. Jackie Robinson died a baseball hero. Wait, he retired a baseball hero, died a baseball legend. In 1997, the now Los Angeles Dodgers retired number, the number 42, Jackie's number. The MLB followed suit and soon made the number 42 unwearable across the league. Anyone else would have gotten discouraged from all the hate and booze and would have given up. Not Jackie. He got angry and played the best baseball he could, not only in spite of all the people saying he didn't belong there, but also for the hundreds of thousands of African-American baseball players who have followed in his footsteps. Men like Willie Mays and Reggie Jackson had the opportunity to play the same game of baseball because Jackie Robinson was fed up with the inequality his people had to face. Did he change the world? No. But he changed the lives for the men who were given the... Chances play the sport they played and sport they loved. And that's the mentality we need to have going on mission trips. You're not going to change the entire world, but you're going to change the world for the family's house you just built or the little boy you spent the entire day teaching him God's word. I would like to speak about what happened at the general conference this week. This is a decision that hurt a lot of people. In fact, some would say it broke one of Wesley's three simple rules, do no harm. Like I said, this definitely hurt a lot of people, and for some people, it may have hurt their relationship with God. After all, why would you want to go to a place that you don't really feel accepted? I sure wouldn't. I would, however, like to let everyone know that this decision does not define us as a church. And no matter what, you're always welcome here because God loves all of us. God doesn't make mistakes and made everyone for a reason. My generation, a generation before mine, and hopefully our future generations, will see God's children for what they are. God's children, and not for their sexual orientation or race. I think I can speak for many people in the congregation when I say that if you're a part of the LGBTQ sorry, community, we will always love you, and so will God. Today's theme is no more excuses, and we're not going to let the general conference's decision stop us from making God's love real to our community and to the world. Now, the point of going on a mission trip is helping people in need while spreading God's word. And that means that you need to help as many people you, as you can whenever you can. This year, I started doing Special Olympics with my school. It gave me a chance to get really close with some kids I otherwise wouldn't have. We had a great time playing with each other, and we even won the state championships in basketball. My point is, mission, trip, mission work can really set off a domino effect when it comes to volunteer work. It also strengthened my relationship with God to the point where I felt I should get involved with the youth group I've been blessed to be with for years. So I decided to apply for the role of student connector. This pretty much meant I would be going to the big boy meetings or all the meetings that the adults were at, and I would represent the youth. I would tell the student council all the important things from the meeting. Now, did I accidentally say dumb baby at one of these meetings? Maybe. Not the point. We ignore that. 
We're doing a lot of great things here at Hyde Park, and our youth group is definitely stepping up to the occasion. This summer, some of our high schoolers are going on a mission trip to Costa Rica. Our mission there is to help children, most of them neglected at home, learn the word of God and teach them that no matter what, you'll always have God on your side. We're not only good at mission trips either. Merge's involvement in the community has been huge. Whether it be an entire group or just an individual person, we've been making strides to making this community a better place. Whether it be Sunday morning, open arms breakfast, gas roll parking, or Christmas tree sales, I really feel that because of my position here at Hyde Park, my position at the church, my relationship with God has definitely gotten stronger. He's become the one I go to more and more when life is getting stressful. Writing a sermon isn't exactly light work, and I'll give it to McGray. He nails them most of the time. I took a boatload of praying before realizing that God was going to help me get through this process, and maybe if I do a good job, a new job. Jack or Preacher 2K20, just saying. <laughs> now this is part of the sermon where I tell you to rise up and join us on our mission trip to Costa Rica. So I am, but not as aggressively. Be foolish enough that, that one person could change the world. Be foolish enough to make that person you. Take it from me when I say that mission trips can really change your life in more ways than one. And just being able to say you went on a mission trip isn't enough. No excuse in the world to keep us from doing God's work and, more importantly, making God's love real. I'd like to leave us out in prayer now. Double whammy. Dear Lord, please bless us with anger and with tears, with discomfort and with foolishness to serve your kingdom. Let us find happiness in you alone. Let our lives, our words, and our actions bring you joy. We love you. Amen. Now we have a special skit about some people going on mission trips, but for the wrong reasons. Nice glasses. Oh, thanks. I had 20-20 vision, so I don't need glasses. Well, I used to have perfect vision until I caught an eye disease in the mission field, so glasses, totally worth it. Where did you do mission work? I spent an entire week in Africa. Well, I was in Africa for an entire year. It's amazing how much you get to know Jesus when you're there for that long. Where are you in Africa? I rescue orphans from there all the time. Really? I wonder if you rescue them from the orphanages I built there. I don't think so. Well, I mean, you probably wouldn't know they were mine. I don't put my name on the building or anything. I prefer to remain anonymous. Well, I'd prefer to remain anonymous, too, but when you do so much for Jesus like I do, you just can't help but be known. <laughs> Look, I've built so many hospitals and churches because I care about the body and the soul. That's nice, but I don't need a church to save souls. I preach on the side of the mountain, like Jesus. Well, maybe if you'd come down off that mountain, you would know what people really need, like I do. Please, like, you know what people really need. Me and Jesus, we're tight. Listen, you two wouldn't know Jesus if he came up to you with a sign that said, I'm Jesus. Are you kidding? I've brought more people to Jesus than Jesus. Well, he wouldn't even have a ministry if it wasn't for me. Jesus? What are you doing? Do you love me? 
Do you really love me? Then follow me.